Episode two of Humans of Uni Hall. Uh, I am joined today by my co-host Curtis. Hello, Curtis. How hello, are you? Justine, and hello to everyone of our listeners listening into episode two of Humans of Uni Hall. Another great insight into the humans of Uni Hall and what they're up to. We received a lot of great attention from our many, many, many fans out there uh, to get the series going, <laughs> and so we are continuing on and looking into the lives of our residents and all those around us and in this current uncertain time in the world. And great to be here again for another week. Lovely. So what kind of feedback did you receive on the podcast last week, Curtis? Oh, just almost 100% positive, Justine. You know, no one could be perfect in this world. So I did receive comments from my my mates uh, who don't live here saying that they uh, found a link <laughs> somehow and uh, also found out uh, that uh, they did not like my voice at all. And so I will be... Wow. Uh, trying not to speak as much and letting you because apparently you're the best part of this podcast according to them oh. <laughs> just hearing your voice so i'm just gonna wow. try and not talk <laughs> as much as i normally do my ego is skyrocketing a little bit yeah. um no my own mother bless her soul uh she listened to it and she her feedback was curtis has a lovely voice and you need to laugh bless so I guess, you know, she's, she's just always there supporting me. Yeah, <laughs> Love you, mum. Big shout out um, to Justine's mother. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for the, yeah, she was very keen to listen to it. <laughs> All right, Curtis. And we are joined today by our very first guest on the podcast, um, Vic Nash. Hello. Welcome. Hi, everyone. And thank you so much for having me, guys. No worries. Um, yeah, we... <laughs> This is obviously our first podcast episode where we have a guest. Uh, so, yeah, we're just going to ask him some questions um, and, yeah, get into all the juicy stuff. Yeah, definitely. And to break up the awkward silence yeah. that Justine has now left us in this situation. Uh, so we're just going to be asking Vic Nash some general questions about himself uh, before going into more about what he's doing and the roles that he has. So, Justine, do you want to take the lead now? Ness and I'll, uh, won't talk and uh, make my friends a bit happier that they won't have to hear my voice for a bit. <laughs> no worries, Curtis. Um, okay, so, Vic Nash, hello. We've already said hello, but hello again. So, hello tell again. me, where are you from? And how did you get to Uni Hall today? What's your background? Right, so I was born in Singapore, and then I came here when I was 16 to do my foundation program at Taylor's, and I actually stayed at Uni Hall on A400. So shout out to all the Taylor's kids here. Um, <laughs> I went back to Singapore for my national service after completing that uh, foundation, and then I came back in 2018 July for university and. There's no other place where I'd rather come back to than Uni Hall. So that's how I ended up back here. Oh, that's lovely. Uh, A400s. I was in A300s. So A House is a good place to be. Um, that's very interesting, though. So you came when you were 16 to do your foundation. Uh, you didn't do, in, in Singapore, you guys have, uh, is it junior college? or? Yeah, that's called... right. So... Yeah. yeah, so yeah, after I finish my O levels, and then uh, you have a choice of either doing junior college or polytechnic. But then um, yeah. I sort of already knew what I wanted to do, and that was accounting. So I figured yeah. that, or rather, my parents figured that 
it would be a good choice and it did turn out as the best choice for me to do foundation and then head on straight to UWA after. So, yeah. Right, of course. Yeah, good thinking. Yeah. Um, okay, so what is it that you are studying and what leadership positions do you hold at UWA and Uni Hall? Yeah, so um, I'm doing the Bachelor of Commerce in Accounting and Economics. Um, so that's what I'm studying and leadership positions I currently hold. I am the International Student Department President of the Guild. Um, I am a residential advisor as well and the co-chair of the Professional Development Steering Committee. And also sit on various other committees on the guild as well. So yeah. Okay. So what kind of committees do you sit on at the guild? So um the guild has different committees like governance and um tenancy and those things. So I sit on governance and I sit on uh belief welfare and advocacy as well. So um ah, okay. yeah. So it's about things which goes on in the guild and what we work on with the students, yeah. Rightio. And can you tell us a little bit more about what the Guild is? Because I know there's there's a lot of people that don't know what the Guild is. So, yeah, can you tell us a little bit more? Sure. So the Guild is like the student voice of, for the students at UWA. And I believe that being part of the I mean, when, even when I came into UWA, I didn't know much about what the Guild was and stuff. But um, I saw one of my friends, Nisa, run for ISD. And I was like, oh, okay, what's this? And then I got... Um, involved in ISD the last year in 2019 as uh, OCM and then I realized that the guild actually does so much of work for the students. Um, for ISD we did events last year to cover welfare, um, education and like social events. We brought students to Rottnest this year and stuff like that. So um, it's a lot about reaching out to the students and hearing what they want to do. The most side of stuff which students see are the events side of stuff um, yeah. which is on the ground. But I think there's a lot that goes on on the back, on the back side of stuff, you know, like um, behind yeah. the shadows, which the guild does in terms of advocating for students. And I think a great time which we saw this was recently when a lot of advocacy was needed on the students' behalf. And I think the guild delivered on that side of stuff, being the voice and really saying what we want as students to the university and bringing students together. So I think that's what the guild mainly does. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And as international students department president it makes sense for you to sit on committees like welfare governance things like that just to give international students a voice on those yeah. committees, I guess yep, yeah exactly yeah okay so what inspires you and what drives you to work harder um I think what inspires me or, or rather what drives me to work as hard as I am is mainly family back home and parents who Honestly, I've put in so much of effort and money to send me here. And it's not cheap being an international student staying like overseas. So I think that has definitely yeah. driven me to really make a lot of the time I have been blessed with here. And, you know, having that time away from family or friends, you just want to bring back something with you when you head back. And UW's slogan, which is like, get more than just a degree, is something which I really yeah. think is very important. Because nowadays, having a degree is not, it's just not what is seen as enough you need to do a lot more yeah. than just show that you have a degree you know like having leadership uh, roles or even doing so much to give in to the community it means a lot to employers nowadays and I think that um, makes me work harder but the inspiration always comes from home and showing people that or making them happy through what you achieve 
Yeah, I know what you mean. It's definitely more nowadays about having a more well-rounded experience at university yes, and exactly. being able to not just put things on your resume, but actually demonstrate in like jobs and interviews and stuff one day about how you've done more than your degree and, you know, actually learn more than just what you learn in classrooms and lecture theatres, you know. Yeah, it's like just showing that you can fit into the organisation just like that, you know, it shows, yeah. it creates a very big difference. Exactly, yeah. And through being on leadership committees and stuff, I think it's not just your leadership that grows, it's things like communication and initiative and vital skills like that that I know I wouldn't be able to develop if I hadn't put myself in the leadership positions, you know. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah. Okay, so moving along, where do you see yourself in five years? Hmm, okay, in five years, I hopefully see myself being a fully accredited accountant. So either having my CPA uh, accreditation or my ACCA accreditation, and then um, expanding my horizons to doing more than just accounting, hopefully. Uh, and being very active on the community front of staff, getting more volunteer work done and those things, yeah. Right, right. Do you have any, like, volunteering things in particular that you'd like to do? Mm, I, have, I, I like to do, like, advocacy stuff. So I feel like, okay. or even general community work, I used to do a bit of it back home. But I think here one of my biggest, like, volunteer roles has to be, like, ISD president because it is a voluntary role, obviously. And, like, yeah. um it does consist of a lot more than a general volunteer position would. But I yeah. think moving on from this, I don't have a very particular idea of what it is, but whatever comes my way, I'll just take it and see what I do with it, I guess. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Yeah, take take opportunities as they come. Good stuff. Yep. Um, okay, so uh, what is something that you've always wanted to do but have never done? Okay, I've always wanted to travel alone and just explore a country without my phone and like disconnect from the world because I think all of us are so connected and during yeah. this period, we are, we just fell a bit more into that. But yeah. I've always wanted to travel somewhere without um, a phone and just be by myself, you know? Like it takes a lot for us to do it nowadays and there's so many questions which, come, which comes up in our head like, oh, would family be worried or would I have an important meeting yeah. which I would have to attend during this time or something like that and I think yeah. being blessed with the time to just travel alone somewhere and explore the countryside and see how people really live without technology is something which I've always wanted to do but I've never been able to do it as yet but hopefully soon I will be able to do it yeah yeah I know what you mean I think there's there's definitely a sense of attraction in like disconnecting and going off the grid as they say um and just properly I think not just going to like cities and stuff in countries but going into the countryside areas where it is a little less connected uh is there any country in particular that you would like to travel alone or, or any area of the world um I have always wanted to do the um railway I think it's the Russian railway I think there's another yes, name for it okay. but like yeah, it's like, it's wonderful. It's really beautiful. One of my friends did it, Um, I think, last year. And she showed me the photos and videos she took. And I was like, mind blown. Because it's so beautiful with the snow. And you just travel on yeah. a train around Russia. And like, yeah. Russia's a place wow, which I also okay. want to visit, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely somewhere that people don't often go, but definitely should go because especially like Moscow and stuff, it's so beautiful, um, the sceneries and stuff. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And like, I think we are blessed in this day and age that we can actually travel to those places and like see those things. And yeah, it's just something which we have to take up. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, everything's a little bit on hold at the moment. Yeah, at the moment. But (laughs) But for the future, yeah, I I know what you mean. Um, Okay, so tell me, what is your favorite place in the world? I think my favorite place in the world has to be home. And when I say that, I don't mean like place itself, but it's more of that sense of comfort and being with the people who, you know, we all call family. And yeah, being home means being with them. And that can be literally anywhere in the world. Um, as of now, the favorite place, which I would call, was um, on a recent family trip, we went to Toronto. And Toronto took my heart. Like, it was such a beautiful place. And I was there with my family and like we had so much of fun so I think Toronto has to be one of my favorite places in the world as of now for sure right oh wow okay so did you see much more of Canada or the did you go to the US or uh yeah so I went I went to the states and then uh, we flew into New York and then um stayed there for a few days and then flew to Toronto um stayed there for a few days and then came back over so we didn't really um explore Canada that much this time but yeah um it was snowing and it was wonderful and yeah the people there are so nice and yeah we flew back into like the states and did our own like road trip there as well right oh my gosh that's so awesome I've always wanted to go to Canada I think a, a lot of Australians especially want to go to Canada just because it's such a different I guess climate to here yeah Um, you know it's obviously a very big country but it's a very different climate you know yeah yeah Um, it was snowing when I went as well and it was so nice like my dad who like he loves falling snow and you saw him so we saw him so excited like seeing the snow falling and like I don't know we were just doing snow angels and stuff and snow kind of brings out the kids in us I believe yeah for some reason yeah (laughs) always yes I I am yet to see snow Curtis, have have you seen snow? Oh, you would have seen snow in England. Yeah, I've seen snow a lot. Um, yeah, I've yeah, and just from home and like did, did like Canberra trip, like Melbourne trips where it like snow. I did a. Um, you saw uh, snow in Canberra, Melbourne. Oh uh, yeah, really? like no. Well, I went. I went um snowboarding like on a ski trip when I was in um. Ah, oh, right, right, so right. I saw over like there, yeah. Threadbow Resort. Oh, what Mount Hotham I went to. That was that was Mount years ago. Fuller. Okay, right, 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 right. Uh, yeah. Okay, all right. So it does snow in Australia. There you go. It does okay. snow in Australia. <laughs> well, it's lovely to hear your voice again, Curtis. You've, you've yeah, been sorry. a bit quiet there. Yeah, so I've just been, uh, you know, being quiet and listening in and not uh, <laughs> talking. And um, just, while, just, while I, just while I have the floor, I would like to once again to thank the amazing Vinash for joining us and also Justine for talking so far. And also our great uh, sponsors, Uni Hall, Res Club, and of course, Zencaster and Spotify, on all the other platforms that are uh, showing off our uh, audio so far. So thank you uh, again to all those. And we'll 
we're hoping for it to be sponsored financially soon <laughs> so we can get money. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. All right, so I'm going to be taking over the sort of interview now. So luckily, Justine uh, will be zipping it now just so um, I can have a more one-on-one with, <laughs> with, with Nash um, and focusing more on his role as the International Students Department President. Uh, yes, as as you've said, he's on the Guild. Have you guys heard of the Guild? Uh, we've all heard of the Guild. Uh, so, Vic Nash, uh, what exactly is your role as the International Students Department President? So, as the International Student Department President, I I broke it down into three different things. So, I advocate for the international students at UWA. Um, that's one. The second one is I run the department as a whole, which um, has events under social, education, and welfare. So, we do different things under the different umbrellas. Um, example would be social, we have Rodness and Kavasham trips. Education, we have our migration seminars and study nights. And welfare, we have our um, welfare week events and also like sex education and those kind of stuff. And the third one would be being on Guild Council itself. So I sit on Guild Council as well and um, together with the entire council make decisions which uh, we have to for the Guild. Yeah, very interesting. And obviously, you guys do a lot for international students um, in your time. Um, but uh, given the, the current world circumstances, what are you guys doing now? Like, how have you transitioned to the more online platform that we've seen all other clubs departments uh, do recently? Yeah, I think um, ISD, I, I feel at least, has made quite a bit of progress in that area. And we have shifted everything almost to online. And I think oh we also reached our recent uh, 1,000 follower on Instagram so that's a good job to the PR team wow. for doing huge, that huge. and um, <laughs> I think we are the most liked I believe most liked Facebook page or like second most liked Facebook department cool. on Facebook so oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah we do have uh, quite a bit of following online and uh, I think we did uh, so if you just look at events that we've been doing we have had yoga sessions every Saturday. Um, for the past two weeks, um, we took a break this week just to give everyone a rest and basically my body a rest because I think if you'd watched the sessions, I was dying behind. Um, that's for the welfare side of stuff. And then um, we did have a study night as well, which um, ANHB students could join in. We had a, a tutor join us as well and she answered questions which the students had. We had a quiz night last week, which was quite fun as well. And we're going to have a interesting quiz night in about a week or so, which is uh, everyone keep your eyes peeled because it's gonna be an like a competition between clubs, pack socks, and the colleges. Hopefully, so we'll find Ooh. out who is the best uh, winner out of that. But Ooh. that should be on the twenty fourth. So keep your eyes peeled, and we have more details oh. out on that. Yeah, Interfact isn't dead yet. It's still yeah. alive. So <laughs> yes, yeah. some good promo as well. Like, uh, good use of the space that you've been given now. Yeah, that that, that yeah, sounds yeah. all gr- yeah fantastic. Um, that you guys are still pushing through, doing things even with the current world circumstances. Yes, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, to hear so generally though just more focusing on like international students themselves like what are the major challenges that international students are facing and uh, how does the international students department help um, them face these challenges all right i think generally um most international students when i've spoken to them have always said that they feel homesick and i think that's something which any one of us can attest to as long as we are living away from our family it's that being in university sometimes can be stressful, especially when you have deadlines piling up and stuff. And you just need, sometimes you just want to come back home to someone else. And many a times you come back here and it's like your room. You have friends, but 
sometimes it doesn't meet, match up to like being at home and that feeling. So I think many of us do feel homesick. Um, that's one issue which most students face. Um, there's another issue of inclusivity, which is about um, many students who first come here have a bit of difficulty adjusting to the Australian culture. And that could be in terms of the slang which is being used here. And like many students get kind of um, uh, caught off guard, you know, when um, the certain terms that are used here, it's not even like things which we think about, like no walkers instead of like no worries, you know, people get lost. <laughs> I myself got lost. Yeah, <laughs> <adaptation>, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like that, that adaptation of like culture takes a bit of time and it catches people off guard at the beginning. Um, and many of them also have issues with language. Like they're not as proficient in English. They are proficient enough to like do some of their work, but not to have conversations. And that makes them like feel like they're not confident enough to go out and talk to people. So it makes them feel even more homesick because they don't have friends to turn to as well because their language is weak. So there's a lot of like chain, or like there's a lot of ripple effects because of one thing. So that's another issue with like inclusivity. And then one of the bigger ones is like many students do not want to like address sensitive topics such as mental health, sexual health and racism. Um, I think like mental health in a lot of um, Asian countries is not as uh, accepted as it is here in Australia and um, sexual health as well. We've always been told um, to not talk about it or like we don't have a mental illness and stuff but I think it's something which is very real and many students do not want to talk about it because they've always been told that now nah, you don't have an issue you're fine you're fine and so like when they're here and they're under so much stress and under like um, everything they don't really want to address it so that's something which like um I've also like tried to work on this year. Yeah. So and like even last year. So I was part of the welfare department in ISD last year and we did many events where we um gave people like we didn't address mental health as an issue, but we gave people the avenue to de stress. So um we had the spill the tea event where we got different cultural clubs to come down and make different teas and explain how they de stress in their own way. And then uh, we had I think one of the biggest events of last year to cap the year off was the um, dunk tank where we dunked like a lot of different um, people from the guild and club presidents and stuff and all of them also shared how they de-stress and we raised money for charity through that as well so people just came to Oaklawn, um, dunked all their friends who they wanted to and like I think we dunked the guild president Conrad was there as well dunked him and like <laughs> yeah I think it's just something which was fun to do but people had that way to de-stress you know like I my original idea was to make people break plates and stuff, but um, yeah, health and safety. So we decided to throw balls and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So, good transition. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, good. It's good so, to say that you you're you're doing all these great things for national students, but also in innovative ways to you know show entertainment, like with the dunk tank, for example, also an entertaining event, but also you're yeah, spreading exactly. that good message at the same time. So it's really great to hear, um, that the department's there for international students in that way. Yeah. Uh, so. Obviously, uh, when we started this podcast, one of the topics that we said we wouldn't be talking about is coronavirus, but given that um, it's affecting international students, um, uh, how, how can you give us a little bit more insight into how coronavirus has impacted on international students specifically? Sure. I think like um, COVID has affected the international students right from the beginning. So um, I've been dealing with this since um, the start of the year, almost like um I came back to Australia on in the start of February and straight away we had to deal with the whole issue because that's when I believe the travel ban was instated on the Chinese students. Anyone who has traveled through China. So 
um, there was that issue going on where Chinese students could not come back to UWA to continue their studies. So that was one of the bigger issues, which I think has also become expanded to like almost everyone with the travel ban now. So um, it started since then. And then now we go on into issues like if students are not here, how do they do their exams? How do we do everything online? And like there are a lot of issues with the international student space, especially and things which goes on about like student fees and you know like is it equitable for us to be paying um the amount that we are right now and finances for students who are stuck here because a lot of international students are also like working part-time and they lost their jobs and they can't really support themselves as of now so there's that issue of finances you know like how can the guild help out in this area and how does the university chip in to help these students out there's a lot of these issues which came up as well. And, you know, generally our students, like, they had issues about healthcare, especially. So, yeah, those issues. Yeah, obviously quite big issues that are specifically impacting the international student community. And it's great to see that, obviously, you've been working very hard as well as your department and obviously trying to lift the, the burden on from these students as best as possible. But, yeah, given the circumstances, obviously a, a challenge. So it's great to see that you're still um, fighting the good fight as someone would say. Yeah. yeah, definitely. But um, is there anything you believe should be done in order to further support international students by like the government or whoever? Yeah, I think um, I have been pretty vocal on this stuff. Like um, any international student who wants to know what's going on, especially like please do read the Guild website and follow us on Facebook, like um, ISD UWA, because... Um, I did put up two statements in which I was talking about what I am trying to do for the students and what we're trying to get. Um, I've been working with the National Union of Students as well as the Council, Council of International Students Australia to um, lobby the government into getting extensions for visas and stuff. Many of us, um, some of them decided to, some of the international students decided to uh, not continue this semester. And if we were to extend our visas, there's about a visa cost about $500. And we're trying to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're trying to see if we can get those extended for free um, for the next 12 months, for 12 month period at least. And also work on a lot of visas for undergrads and postgrads because there's a lot of things which comes with like um, work, work issues after that. Um, there's a lot of conditions in visas. So we're trying to get the government to see if they can relax those laws a bit so that it enables international students who came here with a certain goal or like, um, with a certain expectation of what they would get out of it to still be able to get that despite the issues of COVID. And I think that's on the government front. In terms of UW, I feel that um, UW has been very supportive of the international students. Um, I also made a statement last two weeks ago on Friday after uh, a, a message was put out by the government to make sure that international students, and I just echoed my support for the international students to show that um, we are welcome here and UW is not turning anyone away at this point and I think the vice chancellor also followed up on that and sent another email to all the international students to show that she also states the same thing and that we're all welcome here so if anyone really wants to read those it's on uh, Facebook as well you can read them and see what exactly I meant because I broke it down in detail and it's a good read if you guys want to go for that yeah yeah, there's definitely a lot of information out there. And um, I did I actually remember seeing an article even like a couple of days ago, which obviously looks at what the government's doing when they said they're unashamedly only supporting domestic students with obviously all the new laws they're passing. So obviously this is quite a prominent issue right now in, in terms of like international students 
and what they're facing. And obviously, yeah, there is a lot of lot more things that can be done. So it's 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 great once again to see that you and the department are advocating for these issues for obviously quite a lot of students, even here at Uni Hall, where we're you know two thirds international students. So obviously, a lot of this community is international, facing these potentially facing these issues that you you're, you spoke about and just general issues as well. So again, great to see that you're fighting this good yeah. fight. And I think even even Uni Hall, even Uni Hall, even like Mark has been a great advocate for it, and he's been so supportive of the international students. And I've worked closely with him on so many issues since February. And he was always thinking about students and always telling me what exactly he thought. And he's been such a great help for the students here as well. So like, definitely shout out to like Mark and the whole administration team for like being such a good support for the international students here. Yes, we love we love Mark Sampson. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, really great um, to hear all your <laughs> thanks for coming in, Justine. Um, and just a sort of <laughs> final question to you, Vic Nash. Um, do you have any sort of message for international students in WA um, who might be struggling right now or just in general? You want to say anything to them? Um, I think my message to international students would be that you're not alone in this and that there's a lot of us who are fighting this COVID in general with you be it international or domestic, we're all fighting a common enemy at this point. And I think like if you do feel alone as an international student, just remember that you left your families to come here and study and that was not an easy decision to make. And it showed how much strength each and every one of you carry and how much determination you have to achieve your dreams. And hold on to that determination slightly longer and you will get there. There is an end to this COVID thing and there is an there is a way that you will achieve the same things which you wanted to with your degree and with your goals. And I'm here to help you out in any way I can at all. And my whole the whole department, you have done such an awesome job in pulling through this and really making sure that international students are heard. So if any one of you need someone to talk to, you can drop us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or my email as well. Like It's all there. My inbox is open to any one of you. Facebook is open to any one of you. Instagram, we will reply you like as fast as we can. Even if you need someone to just talk to, we will do it. We are not just here to advocate for you. We're here to listen to you and just talk to you even as friends. So please do not hesitate to reach out to anyone, any one of us in the department or like myself through emails and like even Facebook. If you want to message me, I'm still here to reply you. So yeah. Yeah, really, really wow. inspiring stuff. Um, thank you so much, Vic Nash, for all the questions you've answered today from myself and Justine. Uh, thank you so much for the brilliant questions. Oh, oh yeah, thank you. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we really appreciate it. Um, I think international students, obviously there's a lot of things going on at the moment surrounding international students and the whole coronavirus situation. So, yeah, we, we definitely just wanted to you know, get across um, that you are here for them and you are, the, the Guild and the ISD is supporting them. And yeah, so we really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me, guys. Like, it's it's good to reach out to the students, especially in this time. And I think like many of them would definitely need it or at least if one person hears it, like, I'm happy and like, you know, as long as they reach out to me and like, it makes them feel comfort at this time of like anxiety, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Vic Nash, on Humans of Uni Hall. Thank you so much for and having me, again. guys. <laughs> and again, thank you to our sponsors.
Zenkasta <laughs> and uh, Unihol and uh, Unihol. Uh, yes, we, we very much appreciate it. And yeah, we really hope that you guys, our listeners, assuming we have some this week, again, I know my mum will listen. Um, we, really, <laughs> we really hope that you guys are getting, yeah, just a little bit of a break from study or just, yeah, just something else to listen to. Yeah, definitely. Uh, once again, thank you for all listening to us. And I will say again, thank you to our uh, lovely guest, Vignesh, to Justine and to all of Uni Hall. Keep fighting the good fight. And we'll see you next week for another great episode of Humans Uni Hall.